Round one. Fight, 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 fight. Hi, hello, Wiffle Nation, and welcome to the 2023 NWA Tournament Preview Podcast Show of Lightning the NTTPBS. I'm Rose Girl Coffee. With me once again is Rudy Lyon returning. How are you doing, Rudy? I'm doing great. I can uh, almost uh, smell the steel mills in Pittsburgh. We're getting so close to the tournament. We've done 14 teams. There's two left. The Dirt Yard Dirt Bags and the Electric City Wiffle Heartbreak Kids. I asked all my hosts, why are these two linked together? I would say that because these are two teams that are underdogs that are poised for a trip to the Final Four, <laughs> potentially a, a matchup on ESPN against each other. Mm. Or maybe they're just second-year teams looking to improve, right? Oh, yeah, that, that actually, that's a good that's a good answer, okay, too. Yeah. Electric City played last year. You guys played in 2021. And yep. very, very, very under-the-radar teams, right? I've, I've been hearing predictions. Mm-hmm. No one's bringing it up either, you guys. We have nothing to lose here. But we've already talked all four pools, so the opening segment is going to kind of piggyback with the HRL podcast. They talked, um, it was Tyler and some other guys. And I like what they had to say. And it's cool to get back in the scene and listen to other shows. And they kind of talked about the turf and how it might affect the the gameplay, how it will, it will also maybe put a light scuff on the balls. Do you have any opinions on this? Do you think the turf is going to change anything? You know, I I don't necessarily have any opinions, but it was a, a great talking point uh, to bring up. I personally have never played wiffle ball, uh, organized wiffle ball on turf before. I'm sure there is some kind of scuffing or maybe scraping of some kind that happens with the crumb rubber and the, the uh, turf surface. Um, I've never really thrown a wiffle ball that's been scuffed or scraped by turf, but it's definitely going to affect the speed of the game. Uh, I would imagine defenses are going to play a little bit further back um you don't have to be crashing in on the grass as much hard hit ground balls can probably get to the fence as opposed to just being dribblers down the line so uh i'm very interested and curious as to how some of those you know morency infields dirt yard (laughs) infields are going to be different Mm -hmm. from playing on a football turf football stadium and i remember chris galloway at the soccer first facility would really cut the grass as short as possible but it's still not field turf and you kind of just you spoke about all the all the points I was going to say about the speed of the game so how do you think like a left fielder will he stand in a different spot you think yeah I think traditionally if I am remembering right uh, at least how we play at the dirt yard in Circle City Wiffle uh, our infield dirt is probably a good six feet behind the 45 foot baseline so that's probably a little bit deeper than what you would play in an NWA tournament Mm -hmm. Um, maybe you could even give either that distance or eight feet another couple feet back compared to uh, Uh where we would be on our left side of the dirt yard okay and 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 when Galloway ran the tournament he had just an FU amount of balls so they were changing all the time when we ran to Morency we changed after pool play to DE or we might have just changed from Saturday to Sunday actually probably we I think we did that actually so I don't know how many balls they have when they're going to change out but I'm guessing it's probably a Saturday Sunday change of balls I could be mm-hmm. wrong I'm just guessing maybe you know you're in the committee any insight 
I have not been given yeah. any insight on uh, Jacob Davies' yeah. balls um, and whether they're going to be cleaned, scrubbed, mm. or scuffed, or just a whole brand new set of balls yeah. come in to the, the yeah. stadium on Sunday. It's something to consider. It is. Any kind of light scuff on a ball can, can change a lot, no? Oh, agreed. Yeah. And that's and that's why you see some teams are probably going to they're going to find one ball that they like on yeah. PE day. <laughs> And they're just going to say, hey, throw that back to me. I want to keep chucking mm. that thing. All right, we're talking Electric City Wiffle and dirt bags. But we also got to talk about another thing HRL talked about. And, and maybe it's premature, but it was so interesting to me. Someone who's uh, kind of created this tournament. And and it was kind of talked about that it, it's not as cutthroat as other tournaments. You, you go there so you can guarantee five games. And we even had it added the danger field which i don't ever want to see come back it it, it kind of lost its luster but anyways yeah pool play could, should kind of matter but it shouldn't it shouldn't be so cutthroat where if you you're just done after three games so they had two ideas yeah. one of them was pool play winners they get a bye teams five through twelve they go into a bracket and then teams 13 through 16 are eliminated which i hate i hate it Please don't do that. The other idea was kind of interesting. The pool play winners get a double buy. Teams five through eight, the, not the second place teams in all the pool, just the next best four, they get a, a single buy. And then the nine through 16, they have a do or die game to get into the bracket, which they kind of compared to you with. And um, before I give you my idea, what do you think of either of those ideas or Rudy? Or do you say, Carl, this is premature. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not not premature at all. I mean, especially with those guys hosting next year, it shows me that they're excited. Um, they're the the wheels are turning on what they want to do next year, and I know for a fact that there's a an HRL host committee that's been formed, and they're they've been meeting for months trying to plan things out, location, time like that, uh, time of year, and all that stuff. But um, having listened to it, like, and being the guy who's on the committee, who's created the schedule. Uh, I guess is the brainchild behind the whole crossroads version or format of the tournament. Not offended at all whatsoever. Both of these ideas or forms of these ideas have come up in conversations since I joined the committee in the spring of 2021. And it's, it's a conversation amongst all, you know, handful of members that are on the committee. And uh, we, we contemplated double buys. There are a handful or two or three that didn't like, how much incentive that gives a team to win a pool because that that is a huge advantage a double buy is a huge huge advantage much like yourself don't really want to eliminate someone after three games there were there was a contingent that didn't like that so and then the other piece is you have to account for what are the the special effects or the nuances that go into the tournament for us hosting at the dirt yard like that was the thing it's like we want to make sure that we are creating some kind of event around uh, playing at this gem of a wiffle ball field, and then now this year, it's the chance to play on ESPN Plus. Like that's the perk. So you have to think about scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, are you willing to open the tournament up to a Friday start and get some pool <laughs> games there, kind of like we did at the Dirt Yard in 2021? Um, so it, it all changes. It's ever flowing, and you just have to like have give and take with it. And I'm I'm not. A stickler. I love hearing ideas, and it's been a good back and forth. Um, but I think the the crossroads version, although it does confuse a lot of people uh, when you see it on paper, uh, it's been well received. Yeah, I don't hear anyone hating it. The only word I hear is confusion. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's you know you play who you play, and 
And I yeah. like it. And if the HRL guys ever said, hey, let's ask Carl Coffee, which would never happen. But if they did, <laughs> here's my idea. All right. You have four pools. Pool play matters because if you win your pool, you get a DE buy. You start 1-0. and That means you'll have to play one more game on Saturday night. And then you're into Sunday. Could you imagine having to only pitch one DE game and, you know, you can, you can save your one or two pitcher for Sunday? The teams that finish second and third in the pool, business as usual, you get into double animation bracket. And then the last place teams in all the pool, you're automatically in the loser's bracket. You're you're 0-1, I'm mm. sorry. But you're not dead. You know, you still get a, you still get a chance to play uh, Sunday if you win one game. And, and you know what? Guess what? You can pitch your ace in that game. So it's it's kind of a, you know, you get one game, but you might be play, playing a team that just played their ace and lost, so your ace could face a number two. So if you have to change it, which I wouldn't do. There's my idea, and it's kind of simple, you know. You still have that. No, I like that. Yeah. So. That's a. It's kind of like a, a danger field hybrid mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, you take the bottom four, but you're 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 fighting for your lives yeah. on those those bottom four, and then you you have to win yeah. out or you're done. though. and that yeah. does make pool play matter. You can't exactly. Yeah, you, you have two I zero think... and two teams in pool play. Like that that last pool play game is so huge. Yeah. It's so huge. So it's uh-huh. that that would be my idea. If if, if, if you I remember right. This puts into perspective uh, a team that's won three titles, that made it to the Final Four in 2021, yeah. and also made made a great run in 2020. Mm-hmm. They went 0-3 in Pittsburgh, WSEM I'm talking about, yeah. your league. They went 0-3 in pool play, just kind of sandbagged, and they would, if they're in that situation, they would have to win out to, yeah. to win a title. Yeah, Will, when they won in 18, they were a 14 seed, so they would have been 0-1 as yeah. well. So it, it would change things. Yeah, absolutely. No, I like that. I wouldn't hate this that's... one. and. I'm I'm kind of I like how that HRL's already they're already thinking you know for sure and they have so many guys in that league I'm sure they have a million ideas just <laughs> yeah. popping around people's brains so and just just for reference like uh, the the critique of you know oh pool play doesn't matter it <laughs> is it is it it still matters like you're you're going through the, are you going through the motions you're getting your reps your hitters mm-hmm. are seeing pitches um, is it just receding. So be it. Just keep in mind, though, uh, this was very close to being a 14-team yeah. tournament if it weren't for last Friday, a week ago, we added mm-hmm. uh, our last two members. And we had a 14-team format, schedule, bracket, and it there would have been greater incentive to not only win your pool but probably have the best run differential. Uh, and top two top two would have given mm-hmm. you a buy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. We had a team drop out the night before in 2014, so it was, it was big when when Skibby had that one seat because they they had the only buy. Mm-hmm. But thanks for all your work, man. You're a bracket genius. I hope people tell you that. If not, you're hearing it from me. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks, Carl. And usually when we go year by year record, I don't go year by year. But this is easy because dirt. <laughs> they played one tournament. They went two and three in 2021. Both their wins were in pool play. And we're going to go through it in the Did You Know, but you guys beat Skibby and GBL. That's crazy. But in DE, it's just like you guys forgot to play wiffle ball. What happened? <laughs> what? Look at that. You guys didn't score a single run in DE. You're right. No, you're. Uh, that's actually, it's hilarious. I'm laughing, but that's actually very accurate uh, for forgetting how to play wiffle ball. <laughs> um, because, uh, <laughs> man, how do I say it? I have a couple anecdotes with that. So to start the tournament, Again, I was the Dirtbags manager in 2021 when we when Indy hosted, and we had the luxury of uh, having two teams sleep in our own beds. 
again, I made the schedule, made the brackets. I was an idiot, and I learned my lessons and have been in conversations with Jake about not doing this, but, oh, it's convenient. We're all sleeping in our own homes. We should have both indie teams play at 8 a.m. Moron. Like, the host teams need to play later. All that to say, uh, I ended up having to pitch at 8 a.m. against Skivvy mm. that Saturday morning. I'm exhausted from setting up fields all week. Uh, I wasn't supposed to pitch. We were going to throw Aiden Palmer, who, if you remember, was just this wonderkind young guy who came on the scene uh, um, just on fire, electric arm in 18 and 19, kind of fell off in 20. He was supposed to start that first game. We're like, game time, where's Aiden? We had no idea where he was. <laughs> so forgetting to play wiffle ball is accurate. I go out there. I think I walked the bases loaded in the first two innings, still got out of it with striking out the side. And then we ended up uh, crushing them uh, somehow, some way in our first ever, our first ever yeah. NWA game. What a start! Probably the most electric start in NWA history, maybe Man. for a newcomer. And then Mitch Bias, who is now on the CCW Skull Crushers this year, he threw against GBL. He's a left left-hander with kind of a, a cutter slider, and he just locked up their lineup. Uh, in, in pool play, and we got a solo home run from Tyler Gregory off of uh, uh, Brett Detmar, and we won the game 1-0. So that, we're like, what did we just run into here? So, uh, And then, again, we just kind of I'm, – I'm an older guy by Wiffle standards. Uh, my arm has gone through a myriad of injuries. I'm not really built to throw twice in one day. And I was forced to do that uh, mm. later that evening, and you're not it showed. That old. I was, I, you're not that old. I, I'm not that old, but I'm pretty wiffle old. <laughs> uh, I mean, you see a lot of guys yeah, yeah. ducking ducking out of wiffles. I mean, especially if they're throwing hard in their yeah. late teens. By the time they're 30, they're cashed out. So I'm very fortunate to be the more Greg Maddox type who just locates and throws strikes and doesn't try to, you know, read Werner, Will Smithy, gas people up. So. We're talking to Rudy Lyon, 2022 NWA Tournament Champion. You have your ring. You gonna bring it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if any league, we're, we're if bringing... any league handed out rings, it would it would be the CCW. Oh no, we're we're we are no. not a jewelry league. All right, fine. Definitely not. That's that's horrible. We know that's horrible. Oh, yeah. They yeah, actually do make rings. That Come on, true. that's not a. I'm embarrassed. Okay, I'm like that's not a knock, but yeah, it kind of is a knock, <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah, we're bringing the trophy. We're not bringing rings. All right. Yeah. ECW, they played last year. They went 1-4. and four. Their only win was against MLW in pool play, and they actually got eliminated, I think, by MLW in, in DE. So are you ready for the did you know? So ready. I'm Bring glad it. you didn't say the score because I, I, I went year by year thinking, okay, when you because you, you beat them 15 nothing in 2021. So I was like, that has to be their worst loss ever. But wouldn't you know it, in that very first year, Skibby actually did lose 15-0, the exact same score to OCWA. So wow. their two worst losses in their long history, they're usually the team that just beats down. I, I, I think I saw like a 29 nothing win for them. It's just like, goodness yeah. gracious. So, yeah, so one of their worst two losses <laughs> is to the dirtbag. So, you know, you will always have that 15-0. I, I love that history because if you listen to uh, Sam's Holy Commutes pod, kind of backtracking his top mm-hmm. 12 moments, he, obviously, these would be in his bottom two. Uh, <laughs> losing 15-0, he's not going to mention those on a podcast, yeah. though. So, the <laughs> Did You Know for ECW, 
I actually had to look at the ECW reg, um, regular season stats for this year, and I see Corey Kane is 5-1 and one with a 1.08 ERA. And we're going to talk Corey Kane later, but I wanted yeah. to find some sort of positive, and that's, those are pretty good numbers right there, Corey Kane, and I've been hearing a lot about him. I heard he's a different type of pitcher than he was in years past, so I'm glad you're on this show. I had to do a little bit less research because we're going to go through the roster. I'll run through it real quick, and then you could talk about the guys. Rudy Line, your sixth NWA tournament, you're bringing yes. seven other guys. Only two of them have any sort of experience. Austin Ellis, I heard mm-hmm. he has the best calves in uh, <laughs> wiffle ball history, and so he's going he's gonna to show up there in short shorts, and he's going to just impress people with his calves. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, who's who's your who's your plug? Who's the leak on that? Who I, gave you that information? I can't tell can't you, man. Give your source. Yeah, it was like a it was a weird yeah. undercover DM. Like, I don't uh, know. But, if, if I had to guess, it was his, his eight ball teammate Ryan Vogus man, last year. Man. But it's true. I I I can't help but not talk about his calves on every <laughs> Twitch stream, every tweet I send out. They're uh, enormous, and he's been uh, nicknamed the meatiest man in the Midwest. Mm. Um, and this is not, you know, like overweight kind of meaty. He is he is built like a brick shit house. Like he's just corn fed, uh, whole milk from Southern Indiana. He's actually um, uh, he's he played high school baseball at one of Indiana's premier baseball schools where Scott Rowland uh, oh, played, okay. uh, Jasper, Indiana. Uh, so if you can play varsity baseball at Jasper, mm-hmm. you're a stud ball player. So he's he is a big time power hitter, hits the ball and extremely hard. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what he can do in his first time out in the national scene. And he hits incredibly hard ground balls. So that is Ooh, that's something big. I'm curious. That's big. That's I'm big. I'm curious how that's going to play out with spin mm-hmm. and just exit velo on the turf. So it might skip like a stone on a on water. Yeah. So and I just I just ran past you. What is what's your role going to be on this team? Are you are you going to be oh. uh, are you going to be one of the main guys? Uh, main guys is in like manager. No, uh, like are you going yes. to are you going to be in the lineup every every game? Yes, yeah, yeah. I'll be one of the most experienced hitters. I'm probably going to defer to a couple of hitters ahead of me, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, we'll we'll probably bat four, get some reps for a fifth and sixth guy in pool play. Good, good. Um, but should... we'll see. Yeah. We'll see like four main main hitters. I get upset when I don't see teams batting six in pool play, especially when you bring eight guys. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah. Come on, do this. Right. At, what are you doing least... last year? What are you doing last year? Like I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, right. Bat at least guys. at least pinch hit. You know, get them get them a couple exactly. of bats in, in a throwaway game. Just give them the experience. Nah, it's right. like it's like letting it's like letting the walk on in on senior night. You know. Bingo. All right. Tell me about this Cade Luker guy. I guess he played before, right? Yes. Yeah, so Cade was a dirt bag mm. two years ago. Um, uh, he and I were at the the top of that batting order uh, for the dirt bags. Left-handed hitter played baseball at Ball State, so he's a D1 ball player, um, and he's leading CCW in home runs right now. He is Ooh, that's big. hot as ever. Like he's acquired. That. He's so his, his last name's Luker. He's I don't know how we didn't think of it, but within the last couple of weeks, we've given him the nickname Nuker because mm. he's he's basically like a prequel to Oppenheimer with that movie coming out in a couple weekends. He's he's got like 16 bombs and yeah. 12 games, so he's on fire right CCW now. He has a roster spot. They didn't want him. Uh, well, again, four batters. They they, they don't true. want any more hitters. That's all right. Uh, and he again, they announced the rosters well before he got hot. So okay, I didn't maybe that. maybe that's what it is. It's all politics. Here's know? a rookie, Dalton Lewis. That's a baseball name. 
Dalton Lewis. Yes. What's he affectionately what's he, he pitch? Affectionately known as D. Louis. Yes, he's he's our rubber arm on I the like team. He's like you need pitchers. Where, yes, everything everything in my body and my right shoulder is calcified. Uh, he has the complete opposite effect. Where he he's a strike thrower. I mean, this guy is incredibly passionate about the league. He found us two seasons ago. He was a rookie in 2021. Um, had little to no wiffle experience, and his his game, his trajectory has really taken off. He's he's the number two pitcher on the moonshots behind Smithy. So Smithy, we play two game series on Sunday. Smithy's gonna, you know, dust up hitters in game one. D. D. Louis hitting the bump for six innings game two, and he's a very serviceable number two. But he can easily throw a, a pool game and a DE game same day. Uh, and he'll be probably a bullpen guy throughout as far as we get in the tournament. I like this roster. We're only halfway through. The next guy is Landon Ball. What do you got to say about him? Yeah, Landon, he is a CCW vet. He actually had a bit of a hiatus uh, from the league, I think, for like three seasons. He returned uh, last year in 22, made it to the uh, championship series, the Dirt Yard Classic, where his team fell short. Um, He's now on the Swamp Dragons this season and he's going to serve as a as a pool play pitcher um throw strikes uh he pitched uh, playing baseball growing up um he he and the next guy i think were the the last two guys we added to the roster mm-hmm. um and they're they're going to be like our our role players that are going to fill a certain role in a niche for us okay this guy is his first name dawson yeah, Dawson. That's, that's a new yep. one. Dawson Murdoch. Does he pick? Yeah, we've got uh he he could. I don't know if I'd <laughs> recommend it. Um it's funny we have we have Daltons, we have Dawsons. What's up with these have, names? I know. We have Dustins in the league. A yeah. lot of DCW has a guy named Mike M Y C. Is that really his name? Yeah. MYC Mike Whitty. They they uh what's going on here? They they wanted me to talk about yeah, it's it's weird. You're right. His his parents should be disowned for that one. Um <laughs> But uh, he's uh, he's probably Mike is going to be the the number three pitcher on CCW. He yeah, has been lights out. Just I, set a record. I couldn't even look, I couldn't get past his name, so I didn't even know. Yeah. I, it's fair. It's fair. Not many of us can get past his name either. Um, and his last name does fit him. Witty. He mm-hmm. is a sharp dude. He's very funny with his humor. So be <laughs> ready for that if you get to meet him. Uh, Dawson, if you do want to mm-hmm. make like a differentiation between Dawson and Dalton, just so mm-hmm. it doesn't you know mess up your brain, he just four days ago i kid you not just acquired the name nickname todd we just <laughs> todd. all of a sudden decided to call and it's like his wrestler nickname yeah. is todd mudrock uh, not murdoch mm-hmm. um he has uh he's from indiana but he has you know kind of a southern twang mm-hmm. a la our very own bryce clark out of west virginia so i'd love to see those two be on a a mic or in front of a camera at some point doing some play-by-play. The country cast. Yeah, and Dawson's going to be like he's a he's a pretty good defender. He'll he'll be in the field for us. Get him some abs. He's he's swinging a lot better this year in CCW too. Uh, the only name I recognize besides yourself is Holden Palmer, <laughs> brother of Aiden. Yep. I know about Holden. Second year. What do you guys say about him? Yeah. So Holden and I, we were both on the first ISWB. Ah, yes. NWA team. We rocked the red striped jerseys uh, in 2018 out in Morency. God, it was hot out there that summer. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those jerseys were not forgiving in that heat. Um, Holden it has been the ace on my CCW team this year. 
He just surpassed the 500K mark in his career, which makes him the fifth or sixth Mm -hmm. pitcher. Reed Warner is now closing in on that 500 mark. Um, Holden brings uh, two, three solid pitches for strikes. He's a bit of a rubber arm, too. Like, I ask him every, every week, how's your shoulder, how's your shoulder? And he actually just got into an accident recently where he had bruising on his sho- his throwing shoulder. And he's like, no, nah, dude, I'm good. He's just, like, so level, level-headed, um, goes about his business. He's, he's a dog. He's a grinder. Nice. Um, and he'll, he'll be one of our DE throwers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about him later in one of the burning questions. And you just added Ooh. the guy today, Kobe with a C. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kobe Taylor, um, as you mentioned, Aiden, he is replacing Aiden Palmer, yeah. which you, something about these Palmer brothers, I've, I've given them crap for it. They're both on my, my CCW roster. Uh, Aiden, mm-hmm. unfortunately, he was having a resurgent season. Um, we know 2018-19, he was lights out on the mound, loves pitching clean ball, and he was back to ace form on the mound, had a couple like 15, 16K games, and then two weeks ago, he was uh, tubing on a river for fun and broke two of his fingers. Tubing? Uh, on his, uh, yes, on his pitching hand. It's such a, such a fluke. Tubing. Um, so his, <laughs> I told you I had stories and anecdotes. It's been a weird year at CCW. So he got his, his middle finger yeah. uh, com- completely snapped in half, yeah. and his, ring, his right ring finger oh, uh, fractured. Buddy. And I think they got caught in uh, one of the handles of yeah. the tube when he hit a wave or something and it just yanked his, his fingers the wrong way and um, he's he's uh, got two pins in his fingers he can still hit with his bottom hand but he can't throw um, so the Ackers are hurting a little bit yeah. my squad is hurting and missing him in the in the lineup is going to be tough too because he actually took Reed uh, deep on fast pitch this year so he was hitting better too um, but Kobe is a CCW rookie uh, probably was added free agency maybe two, three weeks ago. It's hard to tell because we've had so many rainouts in mm-hmm. Indiana. Like, time is just a myth at this point. Um, and Kobe is a former D2 baseball player at University of Indianapolis. Huge UND pipeline in the CCW. Dudas, Jones, Smithy, Reed, they've all played for UND. He's a left-handed power hitter. He takes some healthy cuts. Yeah. Like, he, he's not a wiffle hitter he's very much so a baseball swinger but he's going to be like the anchor in the order where i could see him just with his baseball knowledge and his natural athleticism as a hitter he could he could hit some bombs for us uh in bunches yeah back in the old days i used to tell teams all the time bring a rookie every year almost like an internship you know yeah throw him out there and and pool play games see what he can do nothing to lose because you never know you have to just give these people experience so i like what you're doing there with that last roster spot yeah i'm like i'm like a a true dirt bag a dirt bag intern coordinator this year with all the the fresh meat we got coming last last thing say uh, answer real quick what what happened to the the speak uh the speak guys oh that's a great question Mm -hmm. going off script i love it uh so mike speak senior uh he (laughs) every year i swear He's probably not going to hear this, but every year it's like, oh, man, Rudy, I, I think I'm done. I think this is it. I think this is my swan. I mean, he's he's over 50. Um, he's he's had some health stuff. He just threw a couple innings uh, this week for CCW, um, so he can still get out there and dice us. Like, mm-hmm. don't let him fool you, but he's not. Like, he'd be a great manager, a great – he's a pitcher whisperer, a great asset to any roster as a coach, but he's probably not 
up to the national level snuff, and he's actually in Arizona this mm-hmm. weekend on a vacation. He just left this morning. And Mike Jr., who is a stud lefty, um, if you remember that 15-inning game against Gus mm-hmm. in 2019 that he pitched every single pitch of, he really and Gus, they haven't been the same yeah, since. Yeah, I heard. And uh, it, it showed the very next season in CCW, and then he pitched a little for us uh, in NWA when we hosted in 21. And then he retired. He didn't play in 2022, but his 50-year-old dad did. Mm. Um, and so there's been rumors about Junior making a return next year. Remains to be seen. I think he's got a lot of probably scar tissue. and He may just, I'm tired, I'm done. Like Like I was talking earlier, He's pushing 30. He may just, he has a couple kids playing T ball. He just wants to be their coach, you know? It's a good in depth breakdown of the dirt bags. The, the longest breakdown of any team. <laughs> but hey, whatever. It's the last podcast, you know? Why not? At this point, who cares, we got, right? We'll be listening to it on the road trip. We yeah. got six hours. This so one we will can make be, this a six this hour. This one pod. will be way quicker. There's only six guys. They're all big names. A lot of wiffle experience. Only one NWA tournament rookie. Anthony Gadani, our first guy, is his fourth tournament. I think he's played for three teams now. He gets on base, but his hitting stats are kind of below average. But I saw he, he takes walks, he gets on base, he scores runs. That's big. Hmm. Corey Kane, we talked about his ECW stats, but his NWA tournament pitching stats, they're not good. Last year, his ERA was 18. But I, I'm hearing things. I, Bryce Clark told me. He's like, this is the guy. This is the guy. And Sean Ryan, he's just a huge East Coast Wiffle name. You know, he pitched well in 2016, I remember. But, you know, that's seven years ago. He came back with Colony in 2021. But I I think he could turn it on. Like, Sean Ryan. Like, everyone knows who Sean Ryan is. Brian Kelly. He's shown dominance in years past. I'm going to talk about him later. Um, but, I mean, he's going to bring it. He he needs to bring it. He's another guy that Aussie's going to rely on. And Zach Longo, he's their only... NWA tournament rookie, and in ECW he's hitting 4.34, and he's seven and three as a pitcher. Those are good stats. I've heard this name before. I'm glad he's coming in. Of course, the manager Aussie Anthony Ospelimer. Nobody calls him Anthony. <laughs> Nobody knows how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> I've known this guy for a long time. It'll be good to see him. I haven't seen him since 15 or 16, so it's been a while. It'll be good to see well, him. What? What what heritage is that last name? Do you think? Goodness gracious, I don't know. He, no guesses. Lichtenstein. <laughs> I don't know. Lichtenstein. From... He actually hit oh pretty well gosh. last year. He's he's a decent yeah. hitter, but no power, zero home runs. But he hit two ninety four, which is well above average. So that's is, their is this, team. Is this the Moneyball roster? You talk mm-hmm. about guys getting on base, hitting singles. Like yeah, this is this is Brad Pitt's favorite team in the in the yeah. tournament. I think. Their names I recognize. This is a. Uh, I wish they brought eight guys. You should always try to bring eight. It yeah. concerns me they don't have eight. I know a guy like Nate Cruz played for them last year. I think right. his brother as well. So it's this. Um, you know, people are moving around, but six guys is all right. You could bat every single guy every single game. No one's going to be butthurt. You you don't have to bench a single guy the whole tournament if if you want. You know, not mm-hmm. a bad strategy if you want to not hurt feelings. So right. the way my the way my feelings were hurt last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went through that roster a lot quicker than the Dirt Yard roster. Yeah, just fine. Yeah, my my uh, Aussie, I apologize for taking all the airtime there, but I'm going to make up for it because uh, you got a case of 
orange vanilla, mm. sunlight, cream ales coming to you. I know you love those when you came to Indy. So yeah, uh, you you will have a case in hand by Friday night, Saturday morning latest. The heartbreak kids. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about this team. Some of these guys played with um, Hessfield. Some of these guys played with AWAA. Some of these guys played with Colony. I mean, it's, just, it's not a young rookie team at all, Rudy, right? So th- there's experience here, but no one's talking about them. And we're going to get to three burning questions. But, I mean, who stands out on this roster? Who are you most excited to see? Oh, man, just all the, all the names uh, you talked about with the, the hybrid of all those different mm-hmm. leagues. I mean, heck, you, I think you teased earlier they beat MLW. Yeah. That's that's no small task either, and they did it by scoring double-digit runs. Yeah. So um, just looking at the stats, you see a guy, like you said, Longo, who's got seven wins on the bump and is batting over 400. That's one that sticks out to me the most. Um, maybe he can be an anchor in that lineup, produce a lot of RBIs with that high average. Maybe that translates. I'm, I'm honestly... Uh, pretty unfamiliar with the style of Electric City, mm-hmm. um, but if, if you're batting 400 in any league, I feel like that'll play. And you know, a 200 average is decent it at is. an NWA with is. how elite the arms are. Yeah. All right, three burning questions. The last NTTPPS podcast in this preview season. Three burning questions, and the first one it's burning hot, kind of. Anyways, two teams. They didn't move the needle in their in their first tournaments. One won two games, one won one. Neither of them won a single game in DE, so all their wins were in pool play. And no one's talking about them. They're getting little to no respect. Probably closer to no respect. So my question to you, Rudy Lyon, will a top eight finish be enough for both teams to be considered a successful twenty twenty three campaign? Uh I would say so, considering what uh these two teams finished mm. between 9 and 12 the last two years, somewhere in there. No. Uh, if not, they, if they, not lower. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't win a game in DE, right. oh, you guys well, finished yeah. in the bottom four. There's 12 well, teams last nine, year. So they, yeah, right, so they were 9, nine and 12 two. is what I mean. Yeah, both both <laughs> teams are bottom four. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think top eight. I do think that um, both teams are capable uh, I I can speak more to my squad like I have ad nauseum today uh, that with some of those boppers that I mentioned, the the meaty calves of Aulis and the, the hot bat of Luker, maybe that carries us to a top eight finish. So the, the talent in Circle City Wiffle is deep. There's a lot of um, quality hitters and pitchers that are coming out of the dirt yard. So I think top eight is definitely uh, viable. Bingo. For us. Yeah, you, you're talking to your team. Ozzy's talking to his team. And listen, the top eight on paper, it's OKWL, Circle City, Ridley Mall, Will, Leroy, Skibby. And then, of course, WWW and MLW, they aren't slouches. So on paper, and then there's 10 teams ahead of them. So, of course, a top eight would be incredible. Like, listen, you don't have to shoot for the moon. You don't have to say, let's finish top four. Let's go to the championship. Let's go to ESPN. No, finish top eight. And people will, you'll turn some heads. Simply win two games mm-hmm. in DE. And you drive back to Indiana, they're driving back to wherever, New York, Albany, I don't know where they all live, but, you know, top eight, that should be that should be the goal for these two leagues, you know? House money, baby, yeah. Yes. House money, thank you. All right, so let's look at strengths. Because you, you want to lean into your strengths. You want to 
I saw, I talked to Sam, he said, McQuan once finished third place, and how did they get there? It's kind of embarrassing, but they didn't swing their bats. They said, you know what, no one's hitting the board. Uh, yeah. Let's see how we can do without ever swinging, and it was pretty controversial. It was the third year of the tournament. Pitching wasn't as great. And they just won games by taking walks. So you find a strength, you lean in on it, and you see what happens. So what is, um, we'll go with dirt first. What is What is your main yeah. strength this year? Honestly, based on some of the just the raw talent and maybe imposing physique of some <laughs> of these guys, I think I think uh, like just that that rookie ignorance, like not knowing any better. That's we may one. run it. We mm. may run into something and just be like, "Hey, uh, lightning in a bottle! Here we go! We're we're in the top eight or whatever." Like the the guys don't know better. They don't know that they're facing you know ninety five yeah. with. 24 inches of run, whatever. Um, now for for electric, I think as you talked about it, like all these guys are veterans, like they know what they're doing. Um, they they know how to pick their spots. Uh, that veteran presence, I think, can serve them all well. You you got guys who can get on base. Maybe maybe they can do what Mequon did. It's just mm. like, hey, we're, we're going to get on base and then we're mm-hmm. going to pick our spots and and get a timely hit to score runs. Yeah. So the league you're associated with, Circle City, it's it's you're at its height of its popularity. It's it's a very deep league. So I mean, these mm-hmm. guys, the guys you're bringing, they wouldn't make this trip. It's 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 not in India anymore. They're not going to go to Pittsburgh just to be embarrassed. And you can right. call you guys the CCWB team, and maybe that's correct. But with that said, I, I think your number one strength is this confidence because you don't have the pressure of having to repeat as champions <laughs> or make make some noise, right? You guys are going to be, a, yeah. I think, a little bit loose. Maybe even looser than CCW because I can't remember like that uh, 2021 Leroy team. It was almost like a, a GBLB team. Yeah. No one yeah. really talked about them being a top eight team, but they were because they had nothing to lose, right? They just went out right. there and said, you know, there's another league in Northwest Indiana who can make some noise. So I kind of see you guys kind of like that 2021 Leroy team. Yeah, no, that's a good comparison. Yeah. And the key to that, and I think Leroy did a great job of that in 21, is not taking offense to that kind of a comment. Just be like, hey, if that's what you think we are, so be it. We don't give a shit. Like we're just gonna come out here and play, whether you think we're A, B, C, D, whatever. Yeah, and and ECW strength is, um, I think they might get overlooked. And I've seen in the past leagues like MNWA, Will Hudson Valley, and others who mm. struggled in years prior, and teams kind of overlooked them. Instead of pitching their ace or number two, they would maybe throw yeah. a three or four to save an arm. So their strength is kind of being sneaky good because you know all it takes. Mm-hmm. Is that's all it takes is just one favorable matchup. You pitch a Brian Kelly who's sitting the border or Sean Ryan or Corey Kane, and the team is like, yeah, we can pitch our number three so we can save our arms for Sunday. And then guess what? They're 0-1. You're 1-0 in DE. So, you know, these guys, sneaky good. That's their main strength, if that makes sense. No, that's a great take. I didn't even think about mm-hmm. that. And it plays off well with, like, that veteran presence. If, mm-hmm. you, if you give them a chance to pounce, they will. Pitching, pitching, pitching. That's how you win this tournament. I'm sorry. I mean, Will won it with hitting one year, but you have to have pitching. So if you don't have a top pitcher emerging, you're not going to do anything. You'll have a short tournament. You might not even play on Sunday. So who from your league and who from ECW you think will emerge as the, the ace arms in DE? Yeah, I think uh, for Dirt, it's going to have to be Holden. Um he will likely be our, our best DE inning eater. 
he's going to benefit greatly from just the rule format of not having to go to that alternate uh, lob pitch, slow pitch after mm-hmm. a ball five. Um, he does tend to give up quite a few home runs. Um, I'd say more than average on that lob pitch in CCW. So just to give him a chance to reset, breathe, hey, I just gave up a runner on first or you know two walks, I, I like his odds of being able to get three outs before he can walk four batters to give up a run. Um, and then as far as uh, pitching, I think you said you just trust Sean Ryan. Like he's he's got to be the one, right? Mm-hmm. I can't I can't think of anyone else you'd trust more in that situation to to carry the the team and the pitching. It's a shame they don't have like that seventh and eighth spot to at least have you know a filler arm. Or yeah. I don't know who they who they left off or who couldn't make it this weekend would have been helpful. I'm sure they tried. And yeah, if if you were to bring two other guys, they would have to just be two arms. And I mean, we're gonna agree on Holden Palmer. He has 56 yeah. Ks in CCW this year, four walks. Now that's incredible. So he is accurate, and you well, need to be accurate. What are you going to say? What do you mean, well? So yeah, so the four walks is like again, it's like Leroy rules. Okay. If you throw a ball five, you're given the option to take the walk right. or to swing away. I'm sorry. So no, it's good. He he has had some games mm-hmm. where he has been lights out. I think since the accident and the injury to his shoulder, there's been a little bit of uh, accuracy complaints yeah. or issues, but he's a grinder. He'll he'll fight through it okay. no matter what. But yeah, we agree on the ace there. That's pretty obvious. Yep. But I'm actually uh, going to go with Brian Kelly because okay. I know they're regional stats, but uh, in 2015-69, he went 4-0, ERA. His whip was like 0.7. He was unhittable. Nationals, they weren't as good. He kind of dropped the ball a little bit at, later, <clears throat> but he showed signs that he could do it. He could be dominant just crazy dominant in those old Hess field days. So he just needs to find again. Yeah, he's a little bit older, but he's done it before. If you've done it before, mm-hmm. you can do it again, right? Absolutely. So no, they, the, I, yeah. love, I love the in-depth regional stats there. I would not have uh, thought yeah. to go that route. That's good stuff. So I, I've kind of – I look at their team as a – they have a three-headed monster. But for your guys, it's just like it's, it's going to be holding or no one, right? Well, Holden or me. Mm. I mean, I, I I can I can get hot, but sorry, no respect for Rudy. No, it's okay. Hey, <laughs> I didn't get any respect last year. But now, now I'm we're getting rid of the Dangerfield bracket. I'm just feeling like Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> get no respect. Hey, we're at the end. Look at that. We, I did eight shows this year, and it was it was good to come back with these preview pods. Now I've done ten out of twelve years, and I love I just love the build up. I love the hype. I'm glad to help mm-hmm. out Jacob Davy and. The host community, you guys are doing a great job. Mine is Tom G. I don't know what he does. I mean, you got to give it to that guy. But no. <laughs> and if you listen to the shows and you get upset or you get pumped up, I hope you get pumped up. Don't get upset. Come on. Come say hi to me Saturday. I'm a nice guy. I just don't want to be vanilla, you know. I want to give my honest opinion. And I hope everyone just takes yeah. it as an entertainment value, right? I've, sure. It's been a long – I've been doing this a long time. And I'm glad to see some old buds and some new buds. So any last words from you, Rudy? Yeah, no, it's it's crazy to think that you know you, you've you've cranked out a week's worth of these pods. Doing four, have you ever done four teams in one pod before? That <laughs> no, was awesome. I, yeah. I, I love that. So just to put a bow yeah. on it, like I don't know, I, I, am, I was waiting. I don't know why Jacob waited so long to invite me. I don't know if he was waiting for me to to, to yeah. ask if, but like as soon as he asked me, I was like, all right, giddy up, let's do this. Absolutely, no, it, it's it's crazy to think that you know I'm. Just one sleep away from hitting the road with the boys mm. out to Pittsburgh, yeah. and we'll, we'll probably be listening to this extended version, hour-long analysis pod, thanks to, to my big mouth. 
Uh, and uh, next thing you know, we'll be doing home run derby at a horse race track, doing maybe some gambling. And then Saturday morning, it's on, baby. It's yeah. just a big anniversary. It's a wiffle ball anniversary party is what it is. Hope you didn't get sick of the Carl Coffee voice, but I told it's a nice voice, you know? <laughs> that Probably get sick of my voice, voice first. No, yeah. all right. Thank you so much, Rudy Lyon, every single other guest host, and all the teams going there. Have a safe drive to the 2023, the 12th annual NWA tournament. I'm Carl Coffee. Talk to you next time. See you.